0: it's show 87 of the rim pro report today scott faskin of colorado document security and the latest industry news this show is sponsored by our good friends at o'neill software what i know is that the staff at o'neill you know they're committed to your success salespeople management team the technical support group, customer service, the research and development team, they're all working to support your RIM service business. And if you're interested, you can learn more about them at O'NeillSoft.com. Hey, it's showtime.
1: Let's uh, get going. Welcome to the RIM R- 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 Pro Reports. The one and only weekly broadcast for the REM support services industry. Bustling with news. Views. Here's what I believe. And the latest updates. That's just This show is full of interesting information. Stories. Yes! Important product and service reviews. Yes! And a cast of industry characters included. (laughs) Record center operators. Shred and destruction vendors. Media and electronic vaulters. Scanners and imaging providers. Take note. This show is for you. Now, here's your host, Tom Adams.
0: Yep, it's me, it's Tom, and I'm back in my usual seat running the show. Special thanks to Ian Thomas for the big birthday surprise last week. That was fun, that was interesting, and uh, yeah, I'm not used to sitting on the other side of the microphone, but it was cool to have Ian here and... Gotta say, he could get his own gig in radio. He, he did quite well. Extremely proud to report we actually achieved Amazon bestseller status in the uh, marketing category on Amazon with the book last week, so your help on the launch was very much appreciated. This week, I'm excited to announce that Scott Faskin will be on the show. Not only is Scott the owner and founder of Colorado Document Security, he is the reigning president of NAID this year and was just sworn in at the NAID conference April 1st in Anaheim. Scott has always been an interesting character, so I'm extremely happy that he's going to be joining us on the show today. But before I get Scott on the line, let's catch you up on the latest industry news. Hey, acquisitions continue to happen. BRM Business Records Management out of Pittsburgh announced the acquisition of Underground Archives located just north of Pittsburgh. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, but this acquisition further solidifies BRM's position in the greater Pittsburgh and region marketplace. BRM operates now officially 11 facilities in Pittsburgh, two in Erie and one in Johnstown, PA. Looks like the Bruce family will continue to own the Underground Archives. Itself, but BRM will lease the facilities from them. Congrats to Dan Bruce and the Bruce family on the sale of the business and to BRM on the purchase. Looks like time record storage of New York City has sold one of their buildings, but apparently not the business, just the frame of the building. Looks like somebody wants the building for developing uh, real estate deals and uh, the warehouse and storage facility was sold for $11 million. At least that's what the statistics mentioned on a New York website about real estate transaction. It was 140,000 square foot building, four stories in the North Brooklyn area. So congratulations to Kevin Gill and uh, the rest of the team at time on that sale. A couple of conferences looming on the horizon to remind you of. Prism International's conference in Las Vegas will be held May 15th, the 17th. This, as you already know, will be a big transition conference. So if you're a member, I hope you'll be there. The Privacy Plus Certification Workshop will be held on the 14th and 15th, immediately preceding the conference. Shred School with Ray Berry and Company will happen uh, June 6th to 8th, and then August 22nd to 24th. Looks like uh, Ray just finished a Shred School this week, so I hope that went well. Uh, Andy Sokol and Gina St. George uh, have scanning school, and their next one in Fort Lauderdale will be held June 21st to June 24th. You can learn more about them at ScanningSchool.com and uh, Ray Barry shred ShredSchool.com. Hey, that's it for the news this week. If you've got news to share, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to get Scott Faskin on the line. Hang on, please. <laughs> Scott Faskin is the president of the National Association of Information Destruction this year. He is also the owner of Colorado Document Security of Grand Junction, Colorado. Scott, are you on the line? Yes, sir. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a it's a wonderful pleasure, actually, and I'm privileged to have you on the RIMPRO Report. And I guess the most important thing we should discuss today is, are you wearing a kilt for the interview?
2: I, I don't have my logo on currently.
0: No. Oh, that was, a, that was a good one. That, that was good. Throw the logo in there. That's, that's hilarious. But yes, you are a, a well-known and noted kilt wearer.
2: It, it was a branding uh, thought and, and did create quite a lot of uh, name recognition for me. Yeah. And uh, any time I don't wear it, it's, it's asked about.
0: Right, so it continues to provide a, a sense of personality. You're you're just gutsy enough to wear a kilt. Yes. Uh, so how has that, before we get into who you are and what you're about and all that kind of stuff, how has that kilt and the, the real strong Scottish presence actually, have, have you used that in your local marketing as well?
2: Well, I, I, I use it when there's a black tie engagement. Right. And it's easy when you call someone up and say, we talked, I was the guy in the kilt. Yeah. It, it, it makes people remember who you are and, and what you do. Uh, it, it's just that classic, uh, uh, set yourself, uh, ahead of the crowd, make yourself stand out. Um, you know, th- there's a thousand ways to do it, but you, you can't just be caught in the pack. Yeah, to and get run over.
0: Yeah, And that's what I—that's what I've—I've I've loved about watching you over the years is uh, you're not content to be part of the pack. So let's let's go back and talk about your business, Colorado Document Security. Tell me a little bit about you know your current size, scope, what you're doing, what the services are you're offering. Give me a little bit about who Colorado Document Security is today.
2: Sure, we do on-site information destruction. Okay. We have mobile trucks. We have four of them currently. Um, we run from Rock Springs, Wyoming, down through Gallup, New Mexico. Wow. From the Continental Divide in Colorado over towards eastern Utah into Moab and Vernal and places like Roosevelt, uh, places that were classically underserved. Uh, to be blunt, places that call up and say, can you come and do a project? Huh. never ask you price. Wow. They just need someone to come. We started in the Grand Junction market, kept adding territory, so to speak, towns that we would go into, and, and bit by bit just build in the, the spaces. It's been an amazing journey.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the journey. Uh, may, maybe a couple of questions, though, before we, we leave what you're doing now. Are, so you've got, you're running four trucks. Uh, how long have you been in business? What, what? We,
2: we, we formed uh, in o in three. We uh, incorporated the business and um, uh, got started there, Plotted a truck at the Nade convention. I was the driver and salesman really and did it all uh truly got home some nights at 11 and would leave at 7 in the morning we are a win a company that understands windshield time and you know i was talking to a friend of mine one day and he said yeah i'm stuck in traffic too i said no no i'm not in traffic i said there's turkeys on the road (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mine had feathers and I had to wait for them to cross and he was parked in traffic.
0: Oh, that's so funny. But I would expect with what you said is your region. You're, you're putting a lot of miles on your trucks.
2: We, we do run a lot of miles.
0: Yeah. And do you have uh, a bailing plant at all?
2: We are lucky enough to have a relationship with waste management. Oh, okay. Again, one of these things that why are you, uh, what, what Nade brings to you? Yeah. Um, second day I was at NAID, I had uh, one of the waste management guys work with me, so we can drop paper in three or four of their MRFs, four of their MRFs in different uh, areas.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because with that many miles that you put on, you you wouldn't easily be able to, to drop your load.
2: Well, there's days that you'll be on a project and you'll do 60 bins and the truck only holds 40. Right. So you, you have to dump many times when you're out on the, the route.
0: Yeah. Tell me about the genesis of this. You you said you came to your first conference, but but maybe go back and give me what was going on in your head that would cause you to get into this business.
2: Well, uh, we, we were selling off a business that we had. I was sitting watching ABC Evening News. I, I know Gittimer says to turn off the TV, but... I was watching the evening news when Enron was imploding. Oh, wow. And there was a shredded truck, and I'd never seen a mobile shredding truck. Right. So I spent that evening on the NADE website learning about the industry.
0: Uh, because of Enron, because of the Enron news.
2: Because of Enron, it's, I'd never seen a shredding truck.
0: Hmm.
2: Uh, I'd known about plants. And things like that, but I I looked at it and said, gee, and started looking. There was coverage here. Uh, The majors would come over, but it was more a hit and run. Yeah. And most of their still was, except for shred, it was plant based. Yeah. They were hauling back. A couple offsite shredders, more record storage guys with 10 horsepower or 8 horsepower shredder. Right. So I started reading. Uh spent some time with the guys at TriR over in Denver.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, back Tri R days.
2: Back in the Tri R days. Yeah. And saw what there was. Times were still good. Went to the bank, put my house up as a collateral, borrowed the money, bought a truck.
0: Did you buy a new truck or what, did you buy a used truck?
2: I bought a brand new truck. Now it's an old <laughs> older technology, old hammer mill, but it was inexpensive. Right. And we uh, first check went to the truck. The second check went to NAID for membership. Wow. And I went to the NAID conference and learned so much at every conference I go to. Yeah. And it's the it's the guys in the hallway. Yeah. The guys who tell you stuff that you go, oh, that's really neat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that to me has always been the huge benefit of, of the conference, and the, it's the conversations in the hallways that really make the huge difference, I find. It did for me, and in, in my business, my growth was directly affected by the relationships built at those conferences, as much as it was by the education I got in the, in the rooms.
2: Well, the, the humorous thing, the one, one guy from waste management said, well, we have these MRFs in all these locations, and can take care of your paper there. Oh, great. Well, he left and I walked around the corner to cook recycling and said, what's a Murph?
0: <laughs> what is a Murph? So for anyone who's on the call who doesn't know what one is, what what is a Murph?
2: It, it, it's a recycling center that can take paper, plastic, cardboard, all the different things.
0: Right. And you just it, pull, pull your truck in and unload. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, you know... I, He just said he'd take my paper and he had a Murph. Sounds good enough (laughs) to me.
0: Uh, I got a Murph. Have you got a Murph? I've got a Murph. That's great. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about the turning points for you. Uh, Obviously, being involved in NADE was huge for you, but tell me some of the turning points in your business from startup where you're driving, you're selling, you're you're kind of in in many ways a, a, a one man show to. Where you felt like, okay, we've got some traction, we've got something going right here, and you felt like you know your house wasn't on the line where Where were those points along the way
2: well the the, the first point is when you get a driver, now it's scary because you're not sure that there'll be enough work for them right and and, and all of that, but when you can get out of the truck yourself, yeah, and you can focus on marketing, yeah um. That, that, that's a, a real big leap in the business. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just is a game changer. Then I bought a second truck and went back to running it. And When it was about half full, got a, a, a second driver there.
0: Did you find that when you got to that certain point, that second truck, half full was a good transition point for you?
2: I'd say actually in perfect hindsight that if I, I should have probably just hired a, uh, a driver
3: right off a the truck bat. The
2: yeah. Yeah. Little goddess, you know, little conservative wanting to make sure that everything's okay. But my comment to people is get out of the truck as soon as you can.
0: Yeah. Well, um, it, it's embedded in your, your genetic coding to be cautious with the money, isn't it? Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and, and you gotta, you know, uh, we are famous for it. <laughs> you are. You, you you want to take care, and, and you don't want to hire somebody and have them standing around. Yeah. But it's our, nature pours a vacuum, and you get a second truck, and all of a sudden it's full, and, and it's a surprise. One of the, the big things, you'll have a route, and somebody will call up and say, we need you here twice a month, not once a month. Hmm. And it's a long distance away. Yeah. And you go, okay, I'll do it. And all of a sudden, a year later, you look at that second route, and it's just as busy as the first route. Right. But because there's not as many players in the market, we truly get people who call and say, I just saw your truck at my neighbor's business. I just followed your truck down the road. Hmm. and got your phone number. We need shredding. Wow. Um. You know, it, it's really um, that early on period when there weren't a lot of people out here offering the service, uh, it, it was pretty humorous about some of the jobs that you would get. Yeah, I bet. And, and uh, surprise jobs like, yeah, uh, I had to get rid of records. And I was <laughs> leaving town and, and he, he came over and caught me. Really? He said, you stay. And, and it was like, yeah, i got to be, you know, 300 miles north tomorrow morning, but, yeah, I can do that right now.
0: (laughs) The required record shred.
2: Yeah. So Enron
0: Enron rears its ugly head again.
2: It wasn't that bad, but they did want to get this stuff gone. (laughs) It shouldn't have been where it was. Right. But I'll say the biggest surprise is emergency shred jobs. Huh. I didn't think you would get a call of, we need you to come today. And it's not uncommon to get that type of call. We just had uh, a hospital that their shredder was broken, and with an hour and a half notice, we were there.
0: Wow, that's cool. What other major turning points? So getting a driver was obviously a huge one for you, that first driver. What What were some other points along the way where you went, yeah, we're, we're in stride now, we, we're going to do something cool with this?
2: I, I was working in uh, northern New Mexico, and got a good-sized bank. And that was the real key to being down there. It made it economically logical to be there. Yeah. And while I try to keep under uh, clients under 2% of our business, yeah. that, and that bank wasn't that huge, but it just made in that little market the start. And it is the major bank. Then when you go talk to other people, you say, "Well, I do the major bank here," and all of a sudden you can leverage that and tell them to call the bank president if they want. Right. Referrals and uh, testimonials—the the, the good old classics.
0: Yeah. And so that, that obviously starts starts a momentum for you where you get those bigger accounts and you get that referral stuff. And I, I would think for me, I know in my business and in, in the biz, the records and shredding business I had, when the referrals start coming, you start feeling something's going on differently.
2: Yeah, when, when people say, oh, so-and-so gave me your name and number. Yeah. They the, the, started the old and... In- the old-fashioned Angie's List where people gave you referrals right. and all of that.
0: Right, the old-fashioned Angie's List, I like that. The evolution, you talked earlier about really starting out by going to Nade, but that NAID presence in your world has been very strong, it sounds like to me. Tell me about the early days of, of NAID and the relationships you built there. Tell me how, how that affected your business.
2: Well, the first thing besides joining... I wanted to get certified as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. I, I just felt that I needed to, to have a, uh, a a different look, a different feel, that we, we would have something that uh, set us apart from the other people. And, and just even being a, an AID member was big. But we had to ha- develop a, a distinct value proposition, Yeah, something that was unique about us. And, and that gave us that to start with, besides being on site and then being local. We, we could blend these unique value points together so that it gave people a reason to work with us.
0: Right. So were you a, a long time, had you lived in Grand Junction all your life? Is that Was that your hometown, as it were?
2: No, I'm a, a Southern California escapee who's lived through western U.S. and was a landed immigrant in Canada for a couple of years. Even
0: God so bless you. A,
2: a, a little bit of a transient of the West.
0: Well, we we like that about you. If you if you landed in Canada for any period of time, that you, that that's a good thing.
2: It taught me how to tell Newfie jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was reading a little bit about you and I discovered that your history has some some agriculture stuff in it. I guess which is why I was asking where you came from, because how do you feel like the, the stuff that you learned before you got into the shredding business has has really supplied you valuable information, knowledge, wisdom to to really build the business you're in now?
2: Well now, I, I got a degree in agricultural economics business. Oh. And I, I still talk to my professor, uh, use him as a sounding board. And, and the real unique thing about getting a BS degree in ag economics, yeah. it teaches you to uh, sniff out the manure in the other guy's presentation. Oh. I, I, I was a grain merchandiser, bought and sold wheat for a number of years. And the beauty of that is it makes you understand the, the commodity industry of paper. Right and where I sat in at all I decided that paper uh, wasn't going to be our thing on uh, revenues that yeah there's some nice little money that comes but we were able to price ourselves based off of never putting paper into the equation
0: that's such a good move to make there's I think it changes your economy for the long run when you make that decision
2: well there's companies for sale now I I, I had a friend set one up in uh, a pro shred in Atlanta and he had two or three people call trying to sell their business because with paper down, they were just dying.
0: Yeah. No, you can't play the game. You, you truly, in the long run, can't play the game on paper. You, you've got to play it based on the extremely valuable service you offer and what you bring to the world, not the fact that you can resell the paper. It just makes so much sense. You, it, it's more than Murphs in the long run.
2: Well, you know, that's been our whole focus. Anybody can make big pieces of paper into little pieces of paper. Yeah. Uh, our whole focus has been on compliance. Yeah. Uh, shreddings are our methodology. Right. But compliance is our intellectual property.
0: Oh, that's that's great. Yeah.
2: And, and the bottom of our letterhead from day one has said that we, we provide court defensible risk mitigation program. Mm-hmm. We saw this not as a recycling business or a, a ancillary to some other type of business, but we were there to help with data breaches, with privacy, with identity theft. And luckily, the market has grown so strongly during the eight years that we've been here to meet that compliance program. I bought the first downstream data insurance policy. Oh, cool. Uh, I bought it the month my daughter got married.
0: <laughs> it's Ouch. not like
2: there was a, a lot of extra cash flow. Ouch.
0: Knows? You have to sell a truck for that.
2: Actually, it's about the price of a set of tires on the back of a truck. So it's not that bad.
0: I was talking about the wedding.
2: Oh, the wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. A truck? <laughs>
0: Gosh. Uh, yeah. You're the president of NADE this year. That's pretty cool. Congratulations on that. It, 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 it's a
2: great place to be. It's, it's There have been so many marvelous people who built this organization. Yeah. I, I was just watching our new DVD on certification today. Uh, another compliance tool. It's taken us years to get there, but the branding marketing opportunities that are coming because of DVDs like that one and the new DVD about the, the false security of in-house shredding. Yeah, yeah. These are tools that, that move us up. I still remember a guy talking about who'd been in the business a long time. He said, you know, when I started, I was always pushing at the elevator B for the basement to go talk to the facilities guy. He says, I'm now pushing five, six, and to go up and talk to the controller yeah. or legal counsel. right? And, and my work in NAID is to, all those guys who built NAID to where it is, is the stewardship to take it forward, to enhance it as an industry, a professional group of people in the information destruction industry. And, and we're now moving into such interesting ones like Solid State Drive. Yeah. Things like that.
0: Yeah. In terms of your personal goal, I, obviously you feel very strongly about an organization to to assume the role of president and do all the work that it takes just to get to that place. But I, I assume deep inside that when you get this opportunity to lead an organization or to be a significant leader in it, with all the others and with the history that comes behind you, you want to leave your personal mark. So if at the end of this year uh, you look back and you go, yeah, I, I did what I I wanted to do. I put my personal stamp on it. What's that stamp?
2: I guess just keep the path going. The the, the work the guys did on the board last year with our Asia trip. Yeah. Yeah. Bob and I spent quite some time with a group of six from Japan and working on the development of NAD Asia. The work we're doing with NATO Australia to enhance their membership. I see quite a lot of growth in non North American markets. Right. You know, you look at a place like Brazil, all the majors from companies from the US and Europe are, are working there, well, there's a market to expand into because they're used to shredding in the States or the EU. Right. And, and, and just the professionalism of the business, that that's probably one of the, the big areas that I'm watching and, and trying to make Nade a brand. Uh, Bob talks about wanting to make it like Xerox, where you say, well, go Nade that mean go destroy that information, right? And I think that's a long term growth goal that we need to work hard on. You think about there's a a dozen guys 20 coming up on 20 years ago, sitting in a uh, meeting room that has developed a 1400 member international trade association.
0: Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's a great story. In your role of president, I assume that you'll be in situations where newbies will come to you. You're seen now not only as the president, but you've got significant battle scars to prove you've done your time and learned a lot in this industry. What is the best piece of advice you would give somebody trying to get into this business today?
2: Well, uh, probably the first thing is, is market research on the geographic market you want to go into. There's some some great markets out there and there's some areas that are probably a little saturated. Yeah. I was real lucky the majors weren't working here heavily. Uh, they have changed that. And, and we had a couple of nice record management guys who had a, a shredder, but I, I had a, a good breather for about three or four years to get the business up and going. Yeah, So it's going in and, and again, making sure that, that you've Develop something unique about your your operation. If there's five guys doing what you want to do, it's going to be hard. Now that's not to say that there probably two thirds of businesses still aren't vended. Yeah. There's still great opportunities. Yeah. You just have to go out and and develop that, that distinct value proposition about what you do and who you're going to do it for. There was discussion about residential at the NAID meeting, and there was a bunch of people in a room at 6.30 uh, in, in the morning. morning Yeah, that says that people are looking. It, it's a little bit like this uh, shale gas. You have to go a little farther out and build different places, but there, there's a whole growth area. I, I've kidded people for years watching North Dakota, and, and nobody jumped on it. It's not hmm nicest climate, but with that oil and gas industry up there, there was a a, a perfect market sitting there with a big lack of service.
0: Yeah, I think there's huge opportunity, but I I think, and this is one of the areas I think you are so efficient at and, and effective at is you can't assume that just because you have a shred or destruction operation that people will logically show up to you anymore. Uh, you you got to work at it. it's it's what I'm realizing every day in in our business. Uh, and the work we do in the industry with helping companies market themselves is you, you can't just sort of assume things will happen. The new reality is you got to work at this and you've got to invest significant time and effort finding the clients who are unvended. They don't just show up anymore.
2: And, and one of the other things is when you get a chance, you've got to go out there and stay in contact. There's an old United Airlines commercial, serve them, older boss, chubby, he's got a vest, it's not buttoned up, and he calls everybody together and he tells the story about him. he had just lost an account from an old client who said, I don't know you anymore. Hmm. And he's handing out airline tickets to all the sales staff and sending them out there to go pound the ground.
3: Right, right.
2: Go back and visit his customers. Yeah. And then somebody says, boss, what are you going to do? He says, well, I'm going to go see an old friend. Yeah. This is our first year of uh, doing Christmas gifts, and it, it was a very positive effect. Oh, cool. uh, I get on the road if I'm going down, say, in New Mexico, and I'll stop and see seven or eight clients. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it sounds a little smarmy, but Halloween, I went in and got eight uh, bouquets of Halloween flowers for six fifty, and visited all the banks and the major clients down there. Wow. And... They
0: loved it. Yeah, yeah. For six no, and a half
2: bucks.
0: Yeah, it makes a huge difference. It's it's a wonderful thing. So, well, Scott, it's been a pleasure. I we you and I could probably talk for, for hours, but uh, we got a show to wrap. So I'm I'm really appreciative of the time you spent sharing your stuff. I took so many notes here. I if I look back on it, nature abhors a vacuum. I love that concept. Really, your intellectual property being compliance—that was wonderful. Emergency shred jobs. I got stuff written all over my sheet here, uh, you know, based on what you've said. And so, thank you for spending the time and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. And have a great year at, uh, you know, leading Nade and making your mark on this industry. I think uh, you have have done so much for it already, and I, I know the year ahead will be another great deposit in the, the bank of Nade. So, thank you for all your effort.
2: Well, thank you so much for having a a resource and method for people to get ideas.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, and we'll talk soon.
2: Okay. Bye bye.
0: Wow. There you go, Scott Faskin. Uh, that was that was great. Great conversation. Like I just said before I said goodbye to him, so many great tips there. I, I love that. I My sheet, my paper is full of notes here. I love that compliance is your intellectual property. Shredding is your commodity. And I think that to me is such a powerful thing that if you went into and you're in the shredding business or the destruction business and you're not thinking that way, uh, you're missing out because that's where the I think the great opportunity comes. Thank you for being part of the show. I, I appreciate Scott being on the show today, and uh, I appreciate you being on the show today. And as always, if you've got something interesting you're doing, you want to share that with us, let us know. Uh, I love talking to people who are doing cool stuff and who are doing interesting stuff and have something of interest to say and you know what you might actually think well I got nothing interesting to say but I think your story is really cool and so let me know I'd love to have you on the show and as always this show is sponsored by our great friends over there at O'Neill Software I'm really appreciative that last week Ian showed up and uh, surprised me on my birthday and helped to uh, to make this a really cool show last week and to, uh, to honor me in that but uh, I'm grateful to them They're doing great work in the world, and I I continue to be impressed by the stuff they do to push the envelope. And the whole RM Bridge thing they're doing is really an interesting and intriguing opportunity that you should be aware of and should be looking for. And you'll be able to meet them and see what they're doing with RM Bridge at the PRISM conference uh, in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eye out for them. If you want to learn more before you get to PRISM, if you're going to PRISM, you can do so at O'Neillsoft.com. Well, that's it. We are out of here. Have a great week. We'll be back next week. See ya. Bye.